365 are offering a wide range of markets, including first, last or anytime goal scorers. With over 45 million members, it's the world's favourite online betting company. With the Bet365 Bet Builder, you can combine match results, players to score, number of goals and much more to create your own personalised bet. And if you can't watch the games live, with Bet365's Match Live feature, you can follow every moment through live graphics and text. Bet365 is the world's favourite online sports betting company. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and the Apple App Store. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly. Hello, welcome back to 1874 on The Athletic, the definitive word on Aston Villa Football Club every single week. Really feels like it's starting to move now, it feels like there's a lot of activity and things happening and I'm joined as ever by Greg Evans to try and get the lowdown on exactly what is happening at Villa Park. Greg, welcome. Yeah, hi Dan, yeah you're right, things are starting to get moving, it's quite exciting because it's been a, been a slow summer hasn't it and uh, I know Villa fans have been starting to panic, well certainly in, in the weeks gone by but over the last few days things have just started to pick up, which I kind of expected, really. I think it's what we've talked about in previous podcasts, haven't we? We said that we expected it to sort of pick up around this first, second, third week of September. Um, You know, it's it's an unusual window. It's obviously open until early October, so there is still time for Villa to get their business done, but it looks like they're, they're, you know, they're really getting into action now and um, trying trying to get the players over the line. Yeah, you've been talking about a couple of things on social media and, and on the Athletic website as well. The first one that feels like it's been going on forever now is, is Ollie Watkins from Brentford. I think it's safe to assume that's pretty imminent now, Greg? Yeah, we're expecting that to be done at some point now. Um, Villa have agreed a deal with Brentford. It, it's taken them some time, to be fair. Uh, and, and obviously, having missed out on Callum Wilson, you know, Villa wanted to make sure that they got their, their other striker target in. Ollie Watkins has been at the top of Dean Smith's list uh, all summer, really. You know, it's somebody that he knows well, somebody he's worked with previously. Um, and a player he actually pushed forward last season and and, and Villa could have got him for, for just £10 million. But look, OK, the price is a lot. You know, it's probably they're probably overpaying like they did for Tyrone Mings last season. But I think that it's worth it. I think that they the, the Ollie Watkins will come in and improve Villa. So, you know, pushing the money out, uh, pushing the boat out and spending that extra bit of money is worth it for me. Um you just got to hope he comes in, gets the hits the ground running. Uh, you know, he'll have a he'll have a week or so, hopefully, to to get to know his new teammates, providing everything goes through as expected. Um, yeah, and then be ready for the opener. In some ways, though, you look at it. You've, oh, yes, we could have gone for ten million last summer, and it, it's not good not good business, is it, to then go and pay around twenty eight for someone? But he actually went on to prove himself fully. I would say. In the championship last season, his, his goal record was exceptional. I think he got 26 goals. I don't think any of them were penalties. So that's quite similar to, to Tammy Abraham's record, isn't it, for Villa in the championship? So if we were paying that kind of money for Tammy off the back of that season, I think we'd have all been dancing in the streets. So it's, it seems expensive, but it's not, if that makes sense, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, it's 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 twenty eight million pound for for a striker, and it's okay. It sounds like a hell of a lot of money, but if you're going to get a proven goal scorer, that's the type of money that you have to pay these days. And yeah, Ollie Watkins has done it in in the Championship. He's coming off the, he's coming on the on the back of a of a really really good season, so he's in good form. Um, I've spoken to a lot of people about him who who uh, speak very highly of his character, his desire, his willingness to improve. Um, and he's got that little bit of fire in his belly. He's got the, you know, he's got a, a nice mix of, um, 
grit and determination, but also very good technical skills as well. And and clearly, he knows how to score goals because to get twenty six in the championship is a really tough ask. Um, and yeah, it's it's a strange one, isn't it? Because yeah, you, you can compare it to to Tammy Abraham because but. It just feels like Tammy Abraham is at a much higher advanced level than him now, but that's only because he's had the chance to do it for Chelsea in the last season. You know, Ollie Watkins literally hasn't had the platform to go and to go and play in the Premier League. What Villa will do is they will give him that platform, and then hopefully in twelve months' time, um, we're looking at him as a, as a player who you know he's, he's hoping to kick on with. with the top 10, 15, 20 strikers in the Premier League. Do you think he's been brought in as the main striker? Because initially when we were in for him, I assumed that he'd be brought in as a wide player that could also play up front if needed. But it feels to me a little bit now like they may move on to him as being the main striker and maybe try and get another player in who can play wide and up front as well. Do you think that's correct? Yeah, Villa certainly want to get another another attacker in, whether that'll be an out-and-out striker or a traditional winger. We'll, we'll wait and see. I suppose it really depends on the market and the targets that they've got in mind and who can who they can get over the line. Uh, the good thing about Watkins is that he's played for Dean Smith uh, in wide positions, um, but he's also proven last season that he can play down the middle and, and be very effective. So I think it just gives it gives Smith the opportunity to, to play him in either position. I expect he will start as the centre forward with two, uh, you know, two other forwards either side of him, um, because I think that's where he's at at the moment. I think you know he's in a good place. Uh, he's obviously riding a wave of confidence because of the goals he scored, and you know you've got to build on that. Dean Smith talks about the word momentum, um, and there's <laughs> there's no player with more momentum than Ollie Watkins at the moment. So. It'll be interesting, but you know Villa's Villa's transfer business is not done. There, there's there's plenty more they want to get done. Whether they'll get everything that they want um, over the line is another matter. And I think there'll be a player that will surprise quite quite a few fans when he comes in. I think that Villa are very ambitious. They're looking at number eights um, across the continent. Uh, and, and they're very selective of who they want to get. So you know, maybe that might be the position that surprises a few, a few supporters. It, it certainly feels like Villa fans are crying out for a marquee signing, aren't they? Okay, I know they yeah. will be breaking their breaking the record with with Ollie Watkins, um, you know, twenty eight million pound going up to potentially over thirty million is a hell of a lot of money. But it just feels like they really need that standout player, that player that's either that's either done it on an international level or done it in a top flight, you know, over consistent seasons. It's quite exciting actually by by what you're saying there there, Greg, because you're kind of insinuating that yes, Watkins is gonna break the record, but you think that they might actually go on and break the record again. But you're saying for a midfield player rather than a forward, which would have been what I was expecting. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily break the record transfer fee again. Um, you know, because there are there are players that you can get out there for for much cheaper. If you look at the business that Wolves have done, you know, Gian Martino coming for um, cut price fees. There yeah. are players that, that that Villa can that Villa can get in. But what I'm saying is that. I expect them to still go and get a player that will, you know, provide that the wow factor really, and just almost take on that midfield to the next level. I feel that for, for, from the people that I've been speaking to, that they're desperate for a number, a new number eight. I think that um, me personally, I, I didn't think that it would be a position of priority. I thought that there were other areas that Villa would focus on, but it seems that they're very keen to get a number eight in. So let's see, uh, you know, who, who that player will be, whether that whether they will um, you know, push the button and try and get somebody of, of real quality. And then there are other areas, you know, I, I spoke about uh, Emiliano Martinez, the Arsenal goalkeeper, who, who has been on Villa's radar for the past five or six weeks now. Um, Villa lodged a second bid 
um, believed to be close to Arsenal's £20 million asking price uh, over the last couple of days and, and they're just waiting to see whether they can get their man now. I think that I think he'll be a great signing if, if they could get yeah, that over the line. Keeper. Really, really good keeper. D- done, done, done exceptionally well for Arsenal at the back end of last season. Uh, also showing that if Dean Smith wants to continue this playing out from the back philosophy, that he's a goalkeeper that can certainly do that. Um, so, you know, really, really interesting with that. And yeah, a, a couple of other areas too. So, a lot going on, Dan. Yeah, I really like Martinez. I think that's a valid point. He's got a really interesting kicking technique out of his hand he kind of he kicks it quite low which is something that I've never really seen another keeper do before but do you think that signing would that would show good intent wouldn't it pulling in a goalkeeper from Arsenal that that would show that, that we mean business because he's, he's highly rated and he's contributed to Arsenal winning a couple of trophies over the last few months as well yeah definitely it's a, it's a strange one really with Martinez because obviously he was on loan at Reading in 17, 18 I think yeah. and um, you know, Reading fans adored him for, 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 the, for the efforts that he put in there but then, you know, he's been at Arsenal for a long time, but you didn't expect him to be a £20 million goalkeeper almost because he, had, because he hadn't played so much. But I just think that the performances he put in at the back end of last season and the fact that clearly Mikel Arteta would be, would be has got a selection dilemma in terms of him and Leno at the moment because the two of them are very even goalkeepers, I'd say. It's hard to, it's hard to distinguish and pick out which one is the best one because both of them have performed well. Um so yeah, it would be a huge statement of intent. I think if if Villa were to go and get him from Arsenal, because he he, he has played for a tra- um, a traditional top six club for the last couple of months and and helped them win trophies, as you say. Yeah, he's one I'm I'm, I'm all for us getting into. To be honest, I've, I've always rated him from from what I've seen of him, and it, he's obviously got ambitions to be Argentina's number one as well. Perhaps the back end of the season has shown him that he's ready to be a number one. Maybe he didn't believe that before, and Villa would be a great platform. For him, just on other other editions, I don't think we've done a podcast since Villa signed Matty Cash, and you you spoke about earlier about number eight not being something that you saw as being a priority, and I think a lot of fans would say the same about right back. It wasn't somewhere where I would have said we immediately needed to strengthen, but Matty Cash has come in. It looks like Gilbert might be on his way out. Did that surprise you that that was our first one through the door a right back? Yeah, it did surprise me. Because I thought Villa had other areas of priority, but I think looking at it, I think once all their transfer business is done um, and you analyse that, I think it's a, it's a really good signing because it's certainly improved the right side of defence or midfield, wherever Smith feels he's going to play. Um, he can obviously play in midfield as well, central midfield if needed. Um, and it seems that it's going to spell an end to, to Frederick Gilbert's time at, at Villa. Don't think he would be. Um, I don't think it would be his decision to leave Gilbert. I think he would be quite up for um, fighting for his place at least, and, and and maybe giving it another season. Because look, you know the, the, the Premier League is where he wants to play his football. But um, it, it seems like Villa are, are willing to to listen to offers if if there are any for him, and almost feel like they're trying to move him on now so the, the reports coming out of France is that uh, a couple of clubs are looking at him they might be able to get a cut price deal for him and you know it's, it's a bit of a shame really to, to, to see him move on because I feel like he's, he's got a bit of potential but at the same time if, we, if we've been brutally honest he's probably had more bad performances than good performances hasn't he last season so you know it's, it's maybe a sign of the club just showing a ruthless edge I mean, I've got to be honest I, I quite like him I mean I always like a player that, that loves a slight tackle and Gilbert definitely loves a slight tackle but it feels a bit weird to get rid of him when he'd be capable backup to cash at least I would say when Elmo's coming towards the tail end of his career but do you think it's Elmo's presence in the dressing room that's keeping him around 
Al Mohamed is obviously a huge presence, uh, somebody that all the players um, respect. He's he's very consistent and reliable. He's he's a he's a player that every manager who's been there, um, every manager he's worked under almost has um, has rated him very highly and spoke very highly of him. Never gives uh, never gives the managers any problems. He's a, he's a big influence in the dressing room, a, a real leader, um, and somebody who's very experienced. Uh, obviously, Gilbert is is slightly younger. Um, and uh, you know, still has the majority of his career ahead of him. I also feel that that Dean Smith rates Kane Kessler very, very highly. Uh, Seventeen-year-old, okay. seventeen-year-old right back coming coming through at the moment. Um, sp- sp- spoke to a few scouts about him recently, and um, although he's not the same height as Trent Alexander-Arnold, um, they've likened him to him a lot because of his sheer pace uh, you know he's, he's supposed supposedly exceptionally quick you know quicker than um quicker than the, uh, the players that we've seen down villa park uh, recently anyway that that's for sure yeah. and uh, kessler went away with wales uh, sorry went away with the villa squad to wales and some of the first team players were were um, supposedly taken back by his performances as well so certainly one to keep an eye on you know a, a teenager who, who who lives in the smithswood area so um close to quite close to villa park and you know a local lad which would be great to see him coming through whether 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 he's in smith's thinking or not i'm not entirely sure i just know that he's highly rated and it might be just the year where he maybe he's looked at as the you know the third right back this podcast is brought to you by manscaped the expert in men's below the belt grooming manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels and Manscaped has just launched in the UK. We've gone years without using the right tools for the job, so you can be one of the first men in the country to experience Manscaped's life-changing products. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents, and the water-resistant technology also allows you to groom whilst in the shower. And we've got a special offer right now for all of you listening to this podcast. Get 20% off and free shipping by using the code EPL20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with the free shipping at manscaped.com. All you've got to do is use the code EPL20. Happy shaving. Just on the subject of youth breaking through, Jacob Bramty scored a couple of goals against Arsenal in a friendly at the weekend, didn't he, in a 3-2 victory for the, for the Villa boys. Do you think he's got a chance of coming through? Because I remember you doing an article on him. I think it was probably just after Christmas now. This, this year's absolutely flying by. But he, he's highly rated. He, he looks a good player. And he, Arsenal had a strong side out of that that day. You know, if he's scoring a couple of goals at the Emirates, he's obviously got something about him. Yeah, he seems to have a knack of, of scoring goals, which is obviously a very healthy habit. Um, moved on loan to Doncaster, didn't he, at the back end of, of last season. I think, I think he scored two on his debut. And, yeah, he did. Uh, sco- ended up scoring three or four and scored quite a few for the under-23s in games that I've watched him. Um, seems like a real talent. Yeah, he, he's, he's had a slight growth spurt of late and um, he's only 18 himself, so has plenty of work to be done. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he, he's already made his first team bow. He, he's trained with the first team a lot. Uh, Smith again rates him highly and his brother Aaron, who's a couple of years younger. Um so yeah, another one to keep an eye on, and some another player from the local area. So it's great to see these young lads really pushing the first team players now, and really just okay, they're not quite there yet, but they're on the fringes. And you know, Villa fans love nothing more than to see one of their own come through. And it, it, it's long overdue, isn't it? Because very much um, so. the academy can't die out on Jack Grealish's name forever, unfortunately. No, and I think before that it was Gabby as well. So it's you know over the last 
decade, even two decades, there hasn't been much come through that academy. And I've always associated Villa with having players that, that break through. Certainly in my younger day, it was something that happened a lot. So I want us to get back to that because, you know, you look at Trent, who's already been mentioned in this podcast, you look at him at, at Liverpool and the, and the feel good that, that Liverpool have around him and what that means to the supporters and what it means to him. It's a good thing to have and it's something I'd like to see happen at Villa this season. You've touched on Grealish. I don't think we've ever done a podcast without mentioning him. What, what's the latest state of play with him? I know he's away on England duty at the moment and at the time of recording, we're not sure whether he's going to have made his England debut or not. But but where do we sit with Jack, Greg? Well, yeah, I mean, you can look at it two ways. It's either crystal clear or incredibly uncertain. It's, it's exactly the same as we were at the start of the, se- at the, st- at the end of last season. He's still a Villa player, um, but if an, if an opportunity comes for him to leave uh, and a big club lodges a, you know, a really serious big bid for him and, he, and he's got the chance to move to an elite club, he's open to that. But at the moment, there's no bid, so he's still a Villa player. He's still under contract um, and, he, and he'll be preparing for the new season. But... You, you just can't say whether anything could get whether anything could change and, until that bid comes in. Do you think Villa will draw a line under it at some point and say, look, if Jack starts the season as Villa captain and is leading them out against Sheffield United, obviously we've got that that week off on the on the first week of the season. If Jack's leading them out that day, you kind of feel like Villa should draw a line under it and say, look, whatever the price, you're not going. You've started the season with us. There's not enough time to adequately replace you. Not that he's replaceable anyway, but do you know what I mean? You know, like they did with Gareth Barry a little bit when he when all that Liverpool stuff was going on. Yeah, look, we, we spoke about this in the, in the last podcast, didn't we? And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, that sound, certainly sounds like the sensible option, but it's just something I, I would have to ask Dean Smith and, and, and the staff at Villa. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll be, we'll be getting to speak to Dean um, before the before the Burton game. So that's one of the questions I'll put to him, Dan. Yeah, if you could. I'll send you a list, actually, Greg, because there's, there's always stuff I'd, I'd like to know. I'll give, I'll give you a list of about <laughs> 10 to 15 and see, see what you can get through the Villa press office. Obviously, we need players. Obviously, they're working on signing players. But just one thing I've been thinking about is the fact that after lockdown, Douglas Louise, for example, was was unbelievable. In my eyes, he was a completely different player to the one before football broke for all the COVID stuff. Now the players, certain players like him, even people like Nakamba, Trezeguet, they've had a year in the Prem. Do you think that they'll come back and, and be better and be rejuvenated? Yeah, I think they will. I think that's a, a really valid point that you mentioned there, Dan, and, and something that a lot of supporters often forget. The the clamour to get Premier League players in is huge, and, and rightly so. Villa do need, admittedly, a couple of yeah, players that have been there and done it in the Premier League. But what you've got to remember is all those players that started last season had no Premier well, the majority of those players had no Premier League experience now they've got a whole year of it behind them I, I, I highlighted in my most recent article it was more of a, a season preview really but just looking ahead and um, the, the back line for example Tyrone Mings had played five or six Premier League games um, in his lifetime and both Esri Konza and, and Courtney Hawes had, had never played in them in the Premier League so the fact that those three now have got a full season behind their belts they've come up against the best of the best in the striker in terms of opposition. Um, they've got lots more experience in terms of how the actual pace of the Premier League is. I just think it stands them in good stead. And and personally, I'm looking at three or four teams at the moment that are um, that are not as well set up as Villa. I, I certainly think that I think a lot. There's a lot of hype around Leeds, isn't there? But I still feel that Villa uh, um, are, are a stronger group than Leeds at the moment. And and certainly the other two that come up, Fulham and West Brom, I think they've got a hell of a lot to do to to, to catch up. So. The good thing this season is that Villa have got a head start, in my view. They've got three or four teams um, 
that are not quite at the level that they are now and that's just a personal opinion but um I, I think i still i'm quite confident i think they're going to be okay and, and i think that the noises that are coming out from the club of the players that they're interested in um by the time the transfer window is closed i think most villa fans will be quite satisfied josh king's another one greg someone that's, that's been mentioned for the last the last couple of days or so but what's your understanding of what's going on there yeah, getting mixed messages on that one at the moment. So um, don't don't want to say too much until I can I can get full clarity on it. But c- clearly, Villa are looking at um, are looking at other forwards. Josh King w- would probably tick the box because he can play up front and he can play out wide. But um, just until I know one hundred percent whether whether Villa are in for him or not, I, I, I'm not going to say too much on that. I know they certainly haven't okay. bid for him. Uh, they, they certainly haven't bid for him at, at the time of recording. Um, I don't even think Bournemouth have received any bids. So. Um, it might just be one that, that Villa are looking at at the moment and, and maybe just uh, waiting to see how that situation unfolds. Is he someone you like though? Because I, I definitely touted him on social media a month ago as someone I thought we should be looking at because he, he ticks the boxes. He's got that Premier League experience and know-how. Yeah, he's got... Yeah, I, I like the fact that he's got the experience. That That's a good thing. Um, scores a lot of his goals from penalties, doesn't he? So maybe not, maybe not quite the... Um, prolific goal scorer that they're looking for but I think he will come in and do a job yeah I certainly think if, if Villa signed him uh, and I'm not saying they're close to uh, that, that he would improve that that current squad definitely and in an attacking sense that's what we need isn't it we need some pace in the side because we were completely devoid of any speed last season in the Premier League weren't we yeah, I mean, it's strange, really, isn't it? Because Trezeguet and, and Al Ghazi are quick, but we just don't. We didn't seem to to see to see it enough. Um, certainly, think the 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 centre forward needs to be quicker because Davies and Samata and Wesley, um, you know, are not quick footballers. Um, so yeah, it, it, we was lacking a bit of pace, wasn't it? Um, I think that was one of the main things they wanted to address this season. Um, and uh, you know, getting Watkins in will, will, will be a start and, and hopefully some others to follow. I'm obliged to, to bring in our sponsors at, at this point, Harry's. Now, I got sent a kit the other day, Greg, it's from Harry's. It's a really, really smart bit of kit. I mean, I'm not much of a, much of a like, wet shaver usually, to be fair, but I'm definitely going to have a tryout of this Harry's stuff because it looks really good. I don't know whether you've, you've seen it yourself or not, but if you haven't, you should, you should get yourself a, a trial set sent through like, like I have. You've got yourself a trial set? Well, where's mine? I haven't got mine. I don't. Well, have you, you got repl- a freebie? Yeah, yeah. If you reply to the uh, the athletic higher ups emails, Greg, you'll get you'll get sent a sent a freebie because that's all oh, I did. I, <laughs> I must have missed special. the <laughs> I must have missed the email. <laughs> My granddad's been banging on about one of these for a while, so I do actually need to there get him go. one. There you go. You can you can get in that if you reply to your emails, mate. So yeah, as a, as a listener of this podcast, you can start shaving with Harry's today as well by claiming your free trial set that Greg Evans himself hasn't yet done. It's three pound ninety five, and you can support our podcast and get your set delivered to you, including a razor handle, five blade cartridge, foaming shave gel, and travel blade cover. All you got to do is go to harrys.com slash villapod right now. You can go and do that. That's harrys.com villapod, and yeah, that's that's the ad read sorted out. <laughs> Just to finish, any news on outgoings? Anything you think might happen or is in the pipeline? Yeah, so we mentioned Gilbert. Obviously, there's interest in, in France on him. Um, I don't know uh, too much about the goalkeeper situation at the moment, but if Martinez does come in, obviously they'll, they'll look to offload two of the current four that are there. Um, the, the, the most likely would be Neuland and, and Kalinic, I'd expect. Um, you almost forget about Kalinic, don't we? It's, I mean, it makes crazy, me laugh but... when I hear his name, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and Scott Hogan, uh, Birmingham City, are still interested in taking him on a permanent deal. I 
think he's been in talks with uh, with with Birmingham over the last couple of days, so could be some movement in the in the days ahead on that. Um, in terms of others, uh, I might still look at letting some of the youngsters go out on loan, but. Um, yeah, that's about it at the moment. Well, Greg, it's been good to talk to you and, and have a catch up and, and go through all this stuff. It's always good to talk it through what you think is going on with Villa. You, sometimes I feel better after after I've spoken to you. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a good chat and hopefully by the next time we do a podcast, we'll have another couple of new players to talk about. Let's hope so, Dan. Yeah, because as I say, you know, I, I'm, I'm confident. I'm quite optimistic. I, I always try and take the positive line as much as I can. And I just feel that the way Villa finished last season um, gives them a bit of momentum. And, and if they can get the right players in, they should be all right next season. But yeah, hopefully next week we're talking about a couple of new signings. So, Greg, one thing that was worrying me as someone that's desperate to get to Villa Park was the fact that I was. it was looking like I wasn't even going to be able to watch some of the games on TV. But that whilst we've been recording, that seems to have been eradicated now. And all games will be on, on TV in September, which which is great news, isn't it? Obviously, you'll be there, lucky sod, but it's, it's good news for the rest of us. Yeah, definitely. Look, you know, the, the back end of last season when I was when I was going to games, it, it was just such a hollow experience without the supporters. And, you know, I genuinely felt sorry for them, for the ones that had to sit at home and certainly the ones that were on their own. You know, I, I spoke to quite a few elderly Villa fans who were either in care homes or... Um, they're either at home on their own and, and, and they didn't have um, a social bubble that they could sort of interact with. And they were watching games at home on their own. And it's it's just, um, it, it's, it's not a nice feeling, but there was fans were heading towards an even worse feeling. Yeah, um, I couldn't go, believe going, it. Going into this season, that the fact that, the fact that they would not be able to legally watch their, watch their team on TV. And, you know, there was all sorts of... Um, discussions about how, how how supporters were going to um, uh, follow or watch the game. But look, it, the good news today is that it's come out and, 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 and it's been confirmed that all 28 games uh, in September will be available to view. So it's it's a huge positive for Villa fans. Look, you know, I know lots of fans that like to get together and, and watch the games. And if you can't be at the ground, the, the, the next best thing is watching it on TV, isn't it? We all know that it's... Okay, there's there's um you know radio services that that you can listen to, but it's just not the same, is it? You just you want to actually see the action unfolding. So, um, good news, yeah. Obviously, I'll be at most of the games. Um, I'm sure I watch some of the games on TV as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, very positive. And let, let's just hope by the time October turns that that we've got some more information. Or, or some good news about supporters being able to come back into the stadium because, look, that's what we're all craving for, really, isn't it? Yeah, it feels like forever since I've been to Villa Park. And do let me know if you need a plus one at any of those games. I'll, I'll definitely be up for coming with you. For those that are interested, Villa's first game against Sheffield United is actually on Pick TV, so it's free to air as well, which should mean that more people can watch it. So people that don't have the full Sky Sports subscription should be able to tune in and watch that game, which is good news because obviously we all want to watch the first home game of the season. As I say, it feels really weird not being able to be at the first home game of the season, but to have not been able to watch it at all would have been an absolute travesty. Greg, that'll do us this week, I think. Some good news to end on there with the, with the games being available to everyone. It's been good to talk to you. You make me feel better when you're talking about all this potential transfer business. So, yeah, great to catch up. Yeah, cheers, Dan. And obviously the Burton game is um, is on TV as well, I think, yeah. isn't it? So, uh, you know, that, that's a good opener. Again, a, a little bit of an unusual start to the season in terms of, you know, Villa will be playing a cup game before they play the Premier League game. But I, th- I think in some ways it will it will work in their favour because it just allows some of the, the players just to maybe have... You know, three quarters of a game or a quarter of a game, whatever, and just um, 
just dust off some of the cobwebs and, and maybe maybe we might see some of the youngsters in action as well. You know, we spoke about Kessler and, and, and Ramsey today. It'd be great to, to see some of those introduced. Um, but yeah, and to, and to wrap up, I'm glad I have that that uh, warming feet, give you that warming feeling and make you feel a bit more positive. That's uh, That feels like it's my job done for the day. Yeah, because there's been plenty of times where you've made me feel bad about Villa. So as I say, <laughs> it's, it's nice to feel good about them. Cheers for coming on, mate. And cheers for everyone for listening as well. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of 1874 and we'll be back next week.